Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, you've downloaded today's podcast. Well done. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. What's that from? I can't remember. Uh, English hello. TV show? Mm. No, I remember Seinfeld did it from a hello. Oh, that's, that one. that's Mrs. Doubtfire when you say it like oh, that. Oh, that's what a hello. Apparently, he did so much, well, it might be Aladdin, he did so much ad-libbing on that movie that there is an R-rated cut somewhere. Aladdin. Yeah? Mm. Mm. Sounds right. Mm. Mind you, Mrs. Doubtfire, in retrospect, is quite creepy. Yeah, I know, but it was a lovely story then. <laughs> yeah. But it was his kids, so it makes it I know, it but he, was, he wasn't allowed to see his kids, was mm. he? No. Yeah, but he hadn't done anything bad, had he? <laughs> I don't know. What had? Why hadn't he? I think impersonating. I think he was. Uh, Him and his wife split. Mm, yeah, Sally but Fields. I mean, why wouldn't he have been able to have contact with the kids for the premise of the movie to work? Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd done any quite sinister. It was just like you can't see your kids until we work it all out because he was a bit like unreliable, right? Yeah, yeah. That was his whole. Though thing. a devoted father to his three children. His wife, Miranda, considers him unreliable. One day, Daniel quits his job after a disagreement. This infuriates Miranda to the point she files for divorce. Yeah, and at the, at the custody hearing, the court grants sole custody of the children to Miranda. And it's the, oh, the shared custody is contingent on whether Daniel finds a steady job and a place to live. So there you go. Mm. Mm. So that's why I so say he had to get employment and somewhere to live in yeah. order for him to so see his So he did. Kid. He got mm. a job. And lived at their house. <laughs> Genius, really. <laughs> well, lived in his house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, alrighty. Hey, on today's show, we've got a round of Do You Mind If I Ask with Carney Liddell. She's a Paralympian. Mm-hmm. You find out um, the most serial killing star, s- star sign. Yeah. There's, there's a star sign story each yeah. week, really, isn't there? And uh, we give you some tips on how to save some fuel. Uh, that was pretty good, that one. No stone unturned. Let's go. Here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Kind of a friend of a friend of mine. It was a taxi driver. Right? And <laughs> he just he make ha- friends everywhere. Yeah, but like we were talking. Yeah. And he said something, and I was like, ooh, is there any truth to that? So this is how it works. I will tell a little bit of a gold nugget. <laughs> And if anyone can tell me anything about it, then we know that it's not just a rumour, right? Right, right, right. We kind of all heard the same thing from a friend of a friend. That's true. So 131060, do you know anything about there being lots of gold here in Brisbane? So hang on, let me just check, because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. if people all ring up and they tell the same story, then, then it's then it made up. True, no, 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 no. We see, all right, okay. And then yeah. I thought as if no one calls, we go, well, this must be a true story I just want to know about him. this story, okay? <laughs> Do you know anything about gold after under the Walter Taylor Bridge at Indro? No. Do you tell. never heard about gold? I have not heard about Apparently gold. Apparently when they were drilling like the big holes for it, mm. the guy that was making the bridge and he had sort of uh, the engineer for it or whatever. Walter. And, yeah. Mm. He was funding it. So when they were doing the big pillars, yeah. they found gold. So he went and got a mining license. Uh-huh. And then they say that the council got wind of it and were like, oh, this is our property. And now no one's allowed to go there. And then they heritage listed it. Uh-huh. So once something's heritage listed, you can't 
go searching right. for gold. But 131060, if you've heard that as well. So are they saying, so he continues, he obviously continues to make the foundations of the bridge because the bridge is in place. So did he then cover up the gold with the bridge foundation, do we know? Or I don't did know, it? maybe that's how we pay for the bridge. I would suggest, yeah. Uh, would have shot up a storm at Indro. Yeah. Well, they're saying that you can't, like a lot of people have gone down and he's in... Tax driver's telling me that you can't pan for gold because no. a friend of a friend of his tried it <laughs> right, and it yeah. doesn't work. Apparently, you can only do it if we dig underneath it, and we're going to have to remove the foundations of the bridge right. to be able to do it. The Brisbane could be, we could be rich. Interesting too. All uh, around there, they've just put like uh, a whole new bridge. Uh, sorry, a whole new like river walk. Yeah. Down along there, mm. so all those workers who were working on that over the last oh, well, they're not twelve cool, months, are they? they they could have pockets <laughs> full of gold. Apparently, yeah. well, it's deep, deep down. Mm. Yeah, well, no, this thing, this is like a long. They would have had to have put a huge, deep foundation in for this thing. There was a silver mine in Indro. Was it back in the day? Right. Where? In Indro. <laughs> in the shopping centre. It's know. now a secret shush. No, I think that was a registered. <laughs> it was a silver mine. Right. right. Well, I guess there's minerals everywhere. Yeah. But so why didn't so? But then, if mm. the council found the gold, or they no, 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 they didn't find the gold. No, he found the gold. He found the gold, but yeah. he, but you said the council got involved. Well, now they own it, so you can't like they own the area. You can't go there and dig for it. But wouldn't they take the gold out? Maybe they already have. I don't know. Mm. Uh, they're saying that and this is all the conspiracy theories. They're yeah. saying that you, um, they anytime they find gold, they make it like a national park, so you can't mind in it. Because right. he can't frolic in yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. That surprised me because I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought it was going to be about the. Fossick, uh, Fossick, yeah. Fossick, yeah. I thought it was going to be about the um, overweight dude that lived in the bridge. Is that a true story that yeah. you always tell me? Yeah, they'd cut him out. Yep. So does someone live there now? Don't think so. He got but if fat. they do, they're literally living above a gold mine. Uh. Uh. No, they took him out. They did crane him out. They yeah. just shut down the bridge and crane him out. Mm. Poor guy. Um, well, thirteen ten sixty. What do you know about gold at the bottom of the Walter Taylor Bridge there at um, Indrapilly? Maybe that is why they've never updated it too, uh, because it really could do with a couple of extra lanes on it. It's not far off where we went magnet fishing either. Uh, uh, we didn't find any gold. Well, no, it's deep, deep, deep down. Yeah. Because you think if they started digging there to put an extra bridge on, yeah. which would which would change that whole area. Well, I wonder traffic. when I wonder when they made it heritage listed though, because that's when things start getting a bit like you can't do anything. It no. was heritage listed in 1992. If anyone knows if someone lives at the bridge now, 131060, because apparently it's an apartment up there. Mm, there's a ballroom in there too. A what? A ballroom. Mm. It's not that big. Well, I think. You know, it's Secret deceiving. Parties. I think it's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> There's a ballroom in there. I guess it's pretty big. But uh, an amazing guy, Walter Taylor, built it many, many years ago. And apparently he found gold. Mm. So there was gold at the footings of the bridge. And he got a mining license to be able to get it. They're saying you have to dig deep. But we can't because it's heritage listed. Yeah. And doing a little bit of digging, very interesting. Uh-huh. So it appears that, yes, you're correct, he did take out the um, mining license, license, but that was just so no one else could mine it. Oh, so he doesn't want it to be mined? Because you couldn't build the bridge. <gasps> and it was a perfect spot for the bridge. So he's like, I better get a mining license, claim this area as mine, so I can keep the bridge going. He didn't need the gold. He didn't need the gold. He's going to make a fortune out of this toll. Have you heard anything about this, 131060? Georgie in Chelmer, what do you know about it? 
So I've lived in the area for probably 25, 30 years. Both of my parents and I live there um, now. So yeah, word on the word on the street for some elderly neighbours um, was the fact there used to be a, actually a beach underneath the Walter Taylor Bridge. Yeah. And before they started dredging in the 90s, I don't know if you guys remember the big dredges that would go up and down um, the river. Before they dredged, apparently the sand and the water was so clear, you could actually see flecks of silver and gold actually in the sand. Right. No. Well, like coins on the, uh, no, on the flex. seabed. Flex. Flex. You're right about the like, silver like mine too. Like little flecks of it. Like when, yeah. you, when you pan for gold, you could see little flecks. Little but apparently flex. it was so clear, you could drop a penny off the bridge. Yeah. And see it hit the bottom. Wow. That, um, what yeah, silly falls are we going okay to Ballarat? <laughs> We've got it here. Yeah. There you go. And there's no one living in the bridge anymore. They actually no. do tours through the bridge. They do do tours. We'll have to go and do a tour. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. No How worries. Good. Do you reckon, Georgie, that new walk that they've done along the river there, you reckon that was all just a bit of a ruse to dig up some gold? Oh, look, you never know with council, do you? So, <laughs> uh, so you never know. They had to dig pylons pretty deep. Yeah. So uh, I'd say with all the um, jetty replacements after the floods as well, I'd say some of those... Uh, Jetty companies might be making a small fortune. Or maybe they, you know how they um, freezed all the rates for a while. Maybe they're like, can you dig out some more gold so we can cover it? Well, it's it's even so legit that, and this didn't occur to me and I didn't realise, but the El Dorado Cinema, which is right on the corner there, you you frequent that one quite a lot. Yeah, very do very well, do very cheap. named after the gold. Uh, El Dorado is the Spanish word for gold. So it's that well known? Apparently. Hmm. Teresa. Hey. Yeah, hey. What do you know about it? Yes. Oh, I just went, uh, I actually did the tour two weeks ago. Right. And, yeah, they were talking about um, how when they were, the, when they first made the first, because there were actually two bridges, when they made the first bridge, when they did the core drill, uh-huh. um, that was when they found the gold. Right. And apparently the rumour is that it was um, then stored in the steeple of um, the... One of the churches nearby, uh-huh. and it's apparently still there. Oh. But the, the church is now being um, purchased by um, by a normal person. Oh, so someone's living in the church as a yeah. house, and they don't but know in that the there's wall. No, 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 yeah, so the the church is on uh, down the road somewhere, but yeah. there's nobody living in the. Um, yeah, actually, in the in the, in the, bridge. In the, bridge, in the anymore. bridge anymore. No, yeah. not anymore. It, Which... it was it was surprisingly very spacious. Really? Yeah, yeah Matt's saying does it. Have so, a does it have a ballroom? Uh, I think the ballroom was on the Chalmer end. They only let you go through the Indrapilly end oh, now. Oh, okay. Someone's having private parties. Because yeah. the ballroom is it's full gold. of gold. gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full. Chock-a-block <laughs> to the roof. We're on to you. Uh, They're telling us part the story, so yeah. we're like, ooh, you've told us everything. Uh, mm. Jane in Jindalee, everyone calling from around the area, it seems. What do you know about the gold? Well, it is actually, as Georgie was saying, it is actually true. Um, My son was doing an an assignment on the gold rush era and my older brother, he said, oh, yeah, we used to go panic at at the Walter Tower Bridge and um, they actually found like specks of gold and there was a beach down there and that was a recreational pastime so that they would all like go swimming down there and... Then have a bit of a pan. Wow. Yeah. And the, the, somebody used to live in the bridge. They were the caretaker. Right. So there was always a caretaker of the bridge there. But yeah. it is actually true. Wow. And if you um, go online, there is a photo of people panning down there. Right. So there, it's like a black and white photo. Yeah. But yeah, it used to be a pastime. It used to be that a thing. It blows wow. my mind that there used to be a beach that you'd go down and swim. Oh, there was all sorts, and there was a lot of um, those um, tidal pool ones yeah. uh, all the way down the Brisbane yeah. River, yeah. Who was the person? Yeah, 
who approved the dredging because we really need to do something to them. I believe it was Sir Joe Bielke Peterson, but that's going back a ways. Uh, I think they sold well, it. Had to, it had to do with the cement works mm. up uh, the up the Oxley um, Riverside, so they yeah. had to get the uh, dredges like the cement uh, from the cement works at Dara, and so and they had to clear out the river to basically get ships up. That oh, so they had to make the it river. deeper to get the bigger ships in there. Yeah, that's right, and and that's why we can't get a ferry up all the way past. Well, the ferry stop at like Chuang, and mm. um, we'd really like to get a ferry further up, but they're saying that it's just not possible. And they don't want um, to dredge anymore, do they now? No. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And it did used to be clear after until the dredging. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, that would true. be just you know the golden days. Get to swim in it. Yeah. Well, and you yeah, can see absolutely. at Rock Riverside Park. Well, you see all the old conveyor belts that were all they're all uh, still set yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, all right. the big yeah. posts and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, and they're, they're all heritage listed too. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can't still swim in it. Mm. Okay, I'll go in after you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, talking about fuel prices and how they've gone through the roof, yeah. along with everything else. And we were just talking about what we could do to save the fuel. You know when we always have those rumours about, like, make sure you turn everything off. Roll up your windows. Yep. Does the air, yeah, the air con. So turn it, yeah, turn, turn off, the, off air the air con, yeah. but then you're saying about the drag, if yeah. you have the windows down, yeah, mm. make sure your tyres are pumped up. Do all those uh, things actually work? Uh, Ryan is on. Ryan is a mechanic from mechanic.com.au. How can we save money on fuel, mate? Well, guys, ro- rolling up the windows and the air con is probably not going to be a big one, but okay. I've got a few tips for you there. So right. one's a bit of a – it seems like a bit of an obvious one, but it's something that a lot of us don't do, and that's planning our trips. Now, we tend to get up in the morning, take the kids to school, come home, go back out, pick something up. You know, we, we go backwards and forwards, and but just being strategic about how we plan our driving, that's 100% saving on the fuel that we're not using by going backwards and forwards. So mm. that's really going to be one of the biggest ones that's going to save motorists um, lots of fuel. That's a clever one. So yeah, instead of like, oh, I'll drop the kids at, at, at school, come back, have a coffee, then go to the shops, grab the stuff that I need, do it all in one, you say, that makes complete sense and you don't think that way, do you? 100%. That, that, that's going to be a big saving for motorists. So um, number two, if you if you sit around, particularly in the city, and the, the, see the traffic lights turn green, a lot of us um, just jump on the accelerator and then when we hit the next traffic light, we jump straight on the brakes. And just by being a bit bit more sedate on, on taking off and reading the road ahead and slowing down, that's going to have a significant impact on fuel too. Um, number three there, um, you did nail it before, so tyre pressures is a big one. Right. So a lot of us don't actually check our tyre pressures as often as we should. And if our tyres are, uh, are deflated or not pumped up as much as they should be or evenly pumped up, that can actually have a significant impact on fuel as well. Right. Um, mm. Carrying loads in the boot. So a lot of us have got a bunch of crap in our boots yeah. in yep. our um, the back of our car that we don't need in there, and um, that's that's using fuel. Um, right. You know, the lighter the car is, um, the, the further that fuel is going to go. Yeah. And, got it. And Get rid of that spare tire. Check. No, no, no. But remember, I had the weights here at work, and I had them in the back oh, yeah. of the car. And yeah. Scotty's like, "Why would you put all that in the back of the car?" Yeah. Hundred percent. If you if you don't need it in there, get it out. Um, and under that same one is maintenance. So if your car's overdue for a service, um, get it into your mechanic because if you've got blocked up filters and things like yeah. that, um, that can actually be using more fuel as, as you're driving along too. So having a car that's well maintained will save you fuel too. Do the different types of fuel do anything when you get the premium? Yeah. 
Yeah, look, it, it really depends on what the car calls for. So if motorists have a look in their logbook in the glove box or, or on the inside of the fuel flap, um, if your car requires premium, then putting premium in there is a must and it will help you with fuel economy. Right. Um, if, if it just requires your basic fuel, your 91 unleaded, um, it's honestly really a waste of money putting in premium fuel. So that's a bit of a, a misnomer for, for motorists. Right. Um, one of the other questions that we get often is around um, ethanol blend fuel. So you've got your, your most common one is the E10, so it's usually yeah. the cheapest one at the service station. Um, you'll definitely save per litre on it. Um, e 10s obviously a blend of 10% ethanol and 9%, uh, sorry, 90% um, petrol. Mm. So while we will save at the pump, unfortunately it doesn't actually go as far. So we'll find ourselves filling up more often. So oh. there's not really a significant saving there too. So although it, it might sound a bit boring, your driving habits are going to be the most impactful thing around saving fuel, 100%. Interesting. Very interesting. Whacking mm. it neutral when you're coming down a hill, taking your foot off everything. Oh, God. Is that... You're <laughs> killing me. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, right <laughs> I'll, chuck in, I'll chuck in a little bonus one for you okay. guys. So a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of motorists now that have modern vehicles have something called stop-start in the car. So... Yeah. They pull up to the traffic lights when the car turns off. We're all probably familiar with that. Yeah. Yep. A lot of a lot of people actually have that turned off in their cars. They turn it off because it, it's a, they find it annoying for some reason. But that's built. That's that's in there to save fuel. So if you're driving along right now and you've got a, a capital A with an arrow around it on your dash, hit that and turn it back on. That's an instant fuel saver. Right. There we go. There you go. You're good. Ryan. You're good. Very he is good. good. There he is, Ryan from mechanic.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? We do this so it's a safe space. You can ask whatever question you want so that you probably know how to treat people. Sometimes people get so nervous of how they should say things or what they should say that they just don't open a conversation. Yes. So this morning we are joined by Carney Liddell. Now, Carney was diagnosed at the age of 12 months with a neuromuscular wasting disease and her parents were told, you know what, she probably wouldn't walk or crawl or maybe not even make it to teenage years. And then she became a Paralympic star. Carney, morning. Good morning. You showed those doctors. <laughs> I, I did, I did. I'm glad. I'm just out of my teenage years, of course. <laughs> well, your mum actually showed um, them. What did she do uh, <laughs> to one of the specialists? <laughs> yeah, the doctor diagnosed me and sent my parents to Montrose Home, a place to put me back in the day when I think I was four. Uh-huh. My mum, from the moment of, I think I was eight, uh, when I started swimming in, in I was in Rockhampton, so that was a big deal for a disabled kid to swim. So from the moment of, I think it was eight till I was retired, 25, my mum secretly sent all of my swimming and Paralympic press clippings to that doctor. How good. <laughs> How good. So, Mon- and never told anybody. Wow. Montrose Home, you said. Um, Montrose Home, yeah. What, what, what is that? Um, it used to be a place. Um, it still exists. Montrose Access is a great charity. I'm an ambassador for them. Mm. But back then, we used to have a lot more homes and respite places for people with muscle wasting diseases or really severe disabilities uh, for kids and teenagers to go um, in the last stages of their life if the parents weren't able to care for them. Yeah. Right, so mum so. and dad were sent down to Brisbane to see what my disease looked like because my mother kept pestering the doctor about, yeah. you know, questions about rehab and swimming and school and life and yeah. we just think he thought oh, i think you know mum thought well i'm going to show this doctor yeah wow. that not only did i walk but i um you know i represent australia and broke a couple of world records and yeah. 
did pretty okay with my life. <laughs> See, I always get tingles hearing you say that because that really did change the, the course of that specialist and a lot of specialists giving advice to parents because then they started to put in there saying exercise can help. Yeah, they did. And actually, my mum's actually a medical journal. So mm. what she did from Rockhampton um, with no degree, you know, in her lounge room secretly, not, and don't forget, she didn't even know that I'd live, let alone yeah. represent Australia. I mean, the age of eight, she wasn't thinking, oh, Carney's going to be, you know, yeah. the captain of the swimming team and do all these amazing things and make her a nana. She, I don't know why she did it, but she did it. And um, yeah, she taught me a a great lesson that the smallest of acts can create the largest of impact. I think uh, the other changed a lot of people's lives. She did. I think uh, the other thing that's very interesting about you, Carney, and people might need to know this for the questions they want to ask because it, it did um, trip me up. We were at the red kite ball and you were going to do a speech, and I, I wasn't aware that you were um, you could walk short distances. <laughs> and when you stood up, like she's getting on. <laughs> and you must get that though just in normal life where people see you stand up and they're like what's going on there you know yeah yeah really and funnily enough i reckon i reckon in my in my circle of friends um who use chairs half of us can walk short distances right so it isn't um uncommon i mean obviously if you saw me walk i wouldn't be able to walk around everywhere like mm. that obvious reasons and wheelchairs are cool they're fast they're easy mm-hmm. um and walking for me is not easy or fast yeah. and it would be practically impossible so yeah it does shock people and um <laughs> i've actually been shocked myself by someone in a wheelchair that i thought was a uh, wheelchair you know yeah, paraplegic yeah. but then i i understood the public I was mm. like, oh, my God, I'm now a public, you know, a person <laughs> from the public going, I really want to ask you a question. <laughs> I'm going to. I refrained. <laughs> well, we just, I just learned the term like walking paraplegic. I never mm. knew that that was an actual term yeah. as well. And you realise that everyone's disability is so unique as well that you would need to be able to, I guess, have a conversation with the person rather than presuming. Yeah, they call it incomplete paraplegia or incomplete quadriplegia. Right. So that means pretty much that you haven't actually, you know, severed your spinal cord all the way through. Mm. So like Alex McKinnon, you know, the wheelchair yeah. um, New, the the rugby New, league player. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's, a, he's, a, he's an incomplete quadriplegic. Right. That's well, why he can still walk a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also important to note too, you're a mum of a five-year-old. I am a mum I, I, it's very quiet here, which is actually making me very nervous. But yeah, he's out there. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> Two dogs. So what? yeah, who knows? Who knows what's happening out there? What do you have the challenges of? Because I know that um, speaking to you many, many years ago, you didn't know if you would be able to have children, and he's just mm. so gorgeous. <laughs> what are, What are the difficulties that you have? I guess for for being in a wheelchair and being a, a parent to a boy that does not stop. Um. Well, see, it's funny because when you think about that, I think probably the hardest part for me has been the fact that Kai can't access the things that I can't access. Right. So it's not about keeping up because my wheelchair goes 6Ks an hour. So it's, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. He's got to keep up with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he actually found out that my wheelchair's got an app and found a remote oh God. On, my, on my phone, which he can now bring me to him. He <laughs> oh can, can imagine what kind of guy I'm raising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest challenge is my son hearing people say things to me, like praying yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like all schools are inaccessible. I couldn't find an accessible school. So right. when I go to his primary school, I can't access everything. Right. And if I get kicked off a flight, he gets kicked off a flight yeah. so I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, yeah. all that stuff. And I just don't want, it's not fair for him to have to live 
the life of a person with a disability when he doesn't have one. So I think it's been quite, it's actually really challenging for me. It's much harder for me now than it was pre-motherhood because it was just me before yeah. that was getting you know, discriminated against and kicked off things. And But now he's he's receiving the same treatment. So yeah, it's for sure. challenging. Carrie-Anne in Green Bank, what's your question? Hi, Carney. Do you mind if I ask you, um, being a mother myself, I know how hard, difficult it was for me to go through labour and through birth itself. Um, how was it for you? Did did you go through the same some of the trials, same trials and tribulations that you know that um, my, myself did? Like, did you have a normal birth? Yeah. Like, what was it like for you? Yeah, I felt pregnant um, unexpectedly <laughs> at 37, 38, You know, a couple of gin and tonics and a uh, you know what? Because you were um, going to go through IVF, remember? Yeah, I was going to go through IVF because I wasn't genetically diagnosed back then. So I've, I'm still not really, mm-hmm. even though I know when you roll the dice, when you have a baby, um, you can have, your child can have any disability, and I wasn't worried about that. I was just wanting to know if my child was going to have my disability. But, yeah, yeah it was high-risk, high-risk pregnancy. Um, Kerry, it was a, I was with the director of the high-risk units. That's how risky it was for me. And okay. it was risky both for me and my baby because, obviously, we didn't know whether Kai was going to have my disease. Yeah. I was in extraordinary pain because I've got severe lordosis. So I thought it felt like I, my back was going to break mm. every day. It was extru- excruciating pain, but I couldn't really whinge because obviously I'd done it to myself <laughs> and I really wanted a baby and everybody around me didn't want me to have a baby because right. I was so scared about what would yeah. happen to me. Mm. Nobody had seen anyone like me do it before. So I had to be ridiculously quiet because my parents were so worried mm. and my family and friends. And, um, yeah, at 37 weeks, I made it to 37 weeks to the day. I fought with the doctor from 30 weeks. He wanted to take me at 30 weeks, but I fought with him until 37 weeks um, because there was nothing actually, you know, medically wrong with my baby or me. It, I did have a heart condition, but... I wasn't in danger, so I was just in in pain. Yeah. So I made it to 37 weeks, and it took 45 minutes to cut him out yeah. um, because of my um, severe lordosis and scoliosis, and he was stuck under my curvature of the spine. Uh-huh. So we had to use forceps to get it out, and he still says it's the worst seizure he's ever had to perform in his life. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> Did you say it wasn't a walk in the park for me either, yeah. champ? Yeah, it was great. I, I had no idea. I just wondering why he's making so much noise. I was like, oh, this doctor's very loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caitlin from Norman Park, you are on the air with uh, Paralympian Carney Liddell. Hey, how are you? Um, do you mind if I ask, when it comes to like your dating, your previous like dating life, how do people sort of like react and have you ever had someone sort of use it as sort of a fetish? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's actually a fetish called, uh, I think it's wannabes and pretenders. Uh. So some people want to be disabled, so they hang out in wheelchairs and pretend to be disabled, and they have their fetishes in their wheelchairs. Uh. And then there's, pretend. oh no, wannabes want to be with me, sorry. Wannabes want to date someone like me and pretenders are the pretenders. They yeah. pretend to be right, right. disabled. <laughs> some guy just recently, because I'm, tr- I'm single, I know. I, I, you you let uh, me know there that I hadn't been doing matchmaking. So when I, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a jungle out there. But, yeah, <laughs> just recently a guy said to me, um, hey, I see you're in a wheelchair. I'm pretty old. 
So I'm going to be in one too. We should date. Romantic. Oh. <laughs> yes, we should. Let's get married. Oh. <laughs> and it is hard because you've got yeah. you've got comments before, and I just it blows my mind that people have even said to you, "Oh my god, you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair." Yeah, I don't get that much anymore now. Forty three. <laughs> 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 I'd love to get that now, Abby. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, I've always, and also my friends that are obviously, um, uh, you know, good looking and in inverted commas. Mm. Yeah, for some reason, people think that people with disabilities look a certain way, we act a certain way, we're lacking ambition. But, you know, whatever we're missing, we're not missing anything else. Like, I'm missing muscles, I'm not missing ambition. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's interesting, the perceptions of disability. The hottest people I've ever met, no offence, guys, are in wheelchairs. Well, that's, so, just, that's hurtful and offensive, yeah. to be fair. Do you know what I thought <laughs> has been... I'm sorry to label you. As yeah. <laughs> this is not what the segment's about, Carney. I actually found it really amazing that um, for the first time ever, the National Disability Insurance Scheme is going to be the chairman is going to be disabled um, man, Paralympian Kurt Fernley. And I was shocked oh, that there hasn't been yeah. previously. Yeah. Mate, you would be surprised. We haven't had a, dis- a disability minister in a wheel- with a disability. We don't have... We have boards of disabled charities with nobody mm. with a disability, and we're the most unemployed group in this country. And Australia is one of the worst countries in the Western world for employment of people with a disability. Mm. So not only should Kurt be the chair, chair in a chair, ha ha ha, of the NDIA, yeah. but we should have the CEO of the NDIA in a wheelchair. I mean, disability ministers should be have a disability. Mm. We desperately need work. Um, I mean, it's really, really tough out there. And it, the reason why people don't want to employ us, I think, is because they think that we're riskier than everyone else to employ, which yeah. is just not true. No. Well, Carney, we really appreciate your time this morning. And people can see you. Uh, you'll be at the Brisbane Disability Expo at the Royal International Convention Centre, October 14 and 15. Entry is absolutely free. Thank you for your time this morning. No problem. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Amazon's Alexa. Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, set the mood. 131060, how did you find out your partner was cheating? Because a woman in America has put up on TikTok how she found out that her partner was having an affair. Uh, and it's quite an unusual way because everyone's got a speaker of some description in their house these days, a Google or an Alexa or one of those things, and you might ask it, do you use yours very often for like, apparently, I don't, I, don't, I haven't cracked into it really, but you can say like, hey, Alexa, we're out of soup and it'll put it on your shopping list. You can, something. I use the shopping list, but it's not the same as it is over in America, because obviously Alexa is owned by Amazon, and in there you just say, Alexa, fill my shopping list, right. and Amazon will then deliver what's in the shopping list. My friend lives over in the States. That sounds cool. Yeah, and they they do it in like a couple of hours, mm. but because we don't have the same as that, yeah. I don't use the shopping, but I use it for music all the time. We got given it through work, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. The shopping one here, if you've got the app on your phone, uh-huh. you it'll you can add stuff to your shopping list, and then when you go to the shops, you just look. It's like, You just look at it. It's like looking right. at your notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of deal. That's cool. Um, but she was uh, scrolling through her um, speaker's voice history. Now, if you don't know this, it does actually record every question that it's been asked. Uh, what and else store does it, it record then? Pretty much everything. Let's just assume. So if you're why are you asking it? <laughs> well, Esther and I have most of our arguments in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, but you haven't said Alexa join in, have you? No, but there was a couple that was fighting. In, um, no, she'd pick Esther's side. I don't, it, want, it, I don't, I don't is, want her help. It is really scary when it just goes off. Well, it, because it, you sort of forget. You're like, oh, God, someone else someone is in else the room. Is here. Stop yeah. being a jerk. Yeah. No, one of them did. They, there was a couple fighting, and Alexa said, maybe we should calm this down and started playing some um, relaxing music. 
Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> Don't I get involved. I would have liked that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she was going through her um, uh, her voice recordings of everything that had she, been asked. To um, do that, you've got to have suspicions, right? I think she was investigating whether okay. or not, yes. And uh, that's when she heard on the Alexa this. Alexa, what do you do then? Alexa, play Power Trips, Miguel. Alexa. Alexa, blow it down. Now that is not her voice. That's her partner's voice, mm-hmm. but that's not her voice. So she was like, why is some random woman playing Power Trip by Miguel, which apparently is a let's get down and nasty song. Oh, yeah. She'll be home in 10 minutes. And we are, we So she confronted him. He denied it for a bit, blah, blah, blah. But then eventually he's like, yes, all right, I am having an affair. And she was over here. And we did listen to uh, Power Trip by Miguel, but we only cuddled. (laughs) Okay. So are you saying, though, if if she heard heard that chick on there and she said, play the Macarena, you reckon you probably could have got away? Yeah, he's learning how to dance for me. (laughs) You know? No, we we weren't making love. I guess. Depending, We're just cuddling. What are you saying? Depending on the song choice that she chose, you'd be able to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have done it with Find My Friends. Yes. So you know how you can link it up with someone else's? Like Scotty and I have it linked so we know wherever each other is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you forget that that's on or if you can do it secretly, you mm. can see where they've been going. And there was the one where the guy's Fitbit went off at like 3 a.m. In the, at night. Yeah, they synced their Fitbits. They synced their Fitbits. And she was like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to be on a work trip at three in the morning. Why is your heart rate pounding? Yeah. Oh, I was just playing Call of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) So technology will get you. Technology will get you in the end. And people, I think people also were unaware that they did actually record. That Alexa does store all this information yeah. in it. So. We did have one person who called up and I was like, oh, that's old school. And remember she said, what do you guys think about it? And we're like, uh, you already know the answer. And mm. she was saying that um, she looked at her partner's gym bag mm. and there were condoms and they never used those. And the gym equipment, like the socks and shoes and all that had been clean. worn. And we're like, um, you know the answer. <laughs> Maybe he whacks a, a dinger on the dumbbells before he goes, you know. just And uh, never wears clothes, stay. does it in the nude. Oh, you've busted I've, I've, me. I've been to a gym in a long time. <laughs> Paul in Logan Reserve, you had your suspicions? Yeah, I had my suspicions. I did. Okay, so what'd you do? Uh, so um, I actually went to work and put a voice recorder in the house oh. uh, and left it in the room that I thought it was going on in, um, which was actually my cousin's room who I was letting live with me. Right. Um, and then I got home from work uh, the next morning and I listened to it and I busted them that oh, way. Wow. Maybe she was just in there applauding a TV show. <laughs> It could, it could have been that. Could have been that she was reporting a TV show. But um, when I brought the film, they they both turned around and said, "Yeah, that they'll do it." Oh, wow! That's awful. It is. How, yeah. long, how long recording was the tape? Uh, it was a twenty-four hour recording, so I sort of had to skip through and try and listen for the sound. Yeah. Um, and then I, obviously, there's quite distinct sounds when someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry that happened. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, better to find out, I guess, Paul. Huh? Yeah, I was trying to get rid of her anyway, so. Sweet. Okay, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> always, always a happy ending. I mean, you could have just, yeah. Two of them, technically. Sarah in Barimba, have you caught a uh, partner cheating in a strange way? I sure have. We were married at the time and we'd actually just split up and I went to see a clairvoyant just for some life direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she told me that he'd been having an affair for months um, with the one woman and I confronted him. And he, uh, I actually told him that one of his friends had told me, yeah. and he admitted it. He came clean, 
Um, and that's the only way I would have known. Wow. So did you say to the clairvoyant, like, I've had this breakup, I have suspicions, or she just came out with it? No, I just went with life direction. I didn't even mention him. Right. Stay on the line, because Abby's going to want the number <laughs> of the psychic. We all need a good... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I haven't found a good that. one recently. Pardon? I didn't think they were meant to tell you bad news like yeah, well, that. Don't they there's keep no that from you? No, there's no code. They can tell you whatever you, they want. Mm. I think it's death. They can't tell you you're going to die, I'm pretty sure. Well, they, they, well, they can, but upon. I think they choose not to. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's, no, there's no rules. I mean, there's no rule you go to a university degree. There's no Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think it's frowned upon if you want more customers. But if you were 100% certain that you're going to die on the 27th of August, blah, 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 you'd be like, okay. Mm. Then you're immortal up until that point. You want to get her number? Yeah, 100%. Stay there, Sarah. I know you do. Um, (laughs) And that's how Abby got divorced. Uh, Mark in Underwood. (laughs) I was trying to get rid of him for a while. Mark in Underwood. Uh, Cheating, how did you find out? Morning. Morning. um... We used to go play cards over at a friend's place that lived about three, four streets away. And one night she got that drunk that uh, she decided to crash there the night. Uh-huh. And I went home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next day she knew I had um, gymnastics. And uh, I didn't go, end up going to gymnastics. And I went back to the house. And she walked out of her bedroom uh, in her underwear. Uh, 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 oh, so that was that a mate's house? Your mate? Yeah. Mm. But it, didn't happen once. It happened three different brothers. Three what? <laughs> yeah. So finding out after we, because we were married at the time, mm. we had two kids. Uh-huh. I never made any animosity about it, so I, um, you know, moved on, mm. and uh, we became best friends. That we could never never live together, but we could certainly, you know, uh, because of the kids, never yeah. always made the boys grow up. That. Um, Life is amazing and always look after mum. Mm-hmm. So she hooked, um, she hooked up with three different brothers? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah, right. How do people find yeah. the time, Mark? That's what I always, I mean, that, out of that story, time to play cards, time to well, do it with three later, brothers. I walked it down, well, six years later, I walked it down the aisle, gave her away with to, the boys either side of me. To one of the brothers or someone else? Uh, no, someone else. And have you found anyone, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Okay. i got two. Two little girls now. Wow. All right, see so you happy. Wow. So you've moved oh, yeah. on. It's just when you tell that story oh, yeah. to us, we get a bit. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff, Mark. Uh, thanks for calling, cool, buddy. Is well, it? Well, no worries. Well, 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 well. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hello, Brisbane. We're doing creepy star signs today. Who's the most likely serial killer? <laughs> well, we all know that. Gemini's, Leo's, and Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. Adrian's worked with us for too long and knows our star signs. <laughs> now, look, there's a lot of talk about serial killers at the moment with our Dharma blowing up on Netflix. Has the, anyone seen the, it? I haven't. I, I watched no, a bit no. of it. To be fair, I like the original with Greg. I thought it really changed the tone. <laughs> no, no, no. Really changed the tone. Everyone's saying that you have to watch it to say how awful it is. Has anyone yeah. watched it out there? Oh, you yeah. have, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched it. Apparently the, the first episode was supposed to be really hectic, but mm. I didn't find that bad, so I don't know what that says about me. Uh, it's a true story, though, like a true serial yeah. killer. It is It is insane. I just thought it would be more um, graphic. Uh, who who is he? What did he do? 
Jeffrey Dahmer, he's one of the world's uh, worst serial killers in the US. He killed uh, many, many men in his time. In uh, the 70s. Yeah, he would drug them. He ate some of them as well. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy who was referencing a Katy Perry song and everyone was up in arms about that. It's a 10-year-old song, Dark Horse, but they were angry about it last week. <laughs> oh, I didn't so, realise he was in the large for a while. Like, it wasn't just in the 70s. No, went, he was, yeah, yeah it, was, okay. it was hard to get away. Um, so, but everyone talking about serial killers, they have worked something out. If you are one of these four star signs, you may just well be a serial killer in the making because they've compiled a list and of that list, it did stick out. So how do they get the list though? Of serial killers. All the serial killers and they and work, out, they work out their star sign. Right, that's what they're going to say. Everyone who's been a convicted serial killer, mm. they've taken their star signs and then worked, and it worked out more. who they are. Okay. And it wasn't like a poll, like... No, I know, but yeah. I just thought it was probably yeah, yeah. good to give context now, for those. Mm-hmm. Out of Listening. the entire list of the serial killers, there was only four signs that were actually in the list. What? So, yeah, there was only four signs included in the list. Now, the next craziest part of this is that there's one sign from each element. Like one of water, one of mm-hmm. air, one of... Yeah. So... Wow, okay. If you are any of these signs, you Tell me share that Leo's, Leo's on the list, isn't with it? With a psychopath. Come on, Leo's on it. For fire signs, it's Sagittarius. Oh, I knew it. All those Sagittarius. For air signs, it's Gemini. For <laughs> water signs, it's Pisces. And for earth signs, it's Virgo. Oh, so I'm the only one on the list. Uh. <laughs> And also, while we're on the topic, uh, Virgo is the most deadly. It had the most of them in that list. Well, all serial killers are deadly. No, as in there was more Virgos than any other any Oh, other three okay, signs. got it. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really so come does, across a fun serial killer, do you? <laughs> does that <laughs> just mean, though, yeah. that all of those signs are bad at it because they got caught? Ah. And the people who, the signs that aren't on the list... Such a Leo thing to say. Isn't it? Cunning. Cunning like a lion. <laughs> well, there's not many serial killers that they haven't caught, though, is it? Who, who knows? Well, I guess, <laughs> but like you can see the l- list of murders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, the Reaper. The, um, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. No, I would say, I think they say at any given time in America, there could be up to 23 active serial killers operating at the moment. They just don't find the bodies? Well, no, they don't find them. They find the bodies. They don't find who's oh. killing them. Yeah. yeah, or know that they're linked. Yeah. yeah. But now they I've just start the going through everyone's, they're linked. everyone's birthdays. Something. Put it in the... <laughs> put, they, they should start using it. Gemini, you do not feel like killing anybody today. <laughs> and be like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> As if the coppers did that, though. Sit down, yeah. all right? This is being recorded. Do you want a lawyer? No. What's your star sign? <laughs> I'm a Leo. <laughs> no, you're right, mate. You're Get right. out. Up your pop. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, on Saturday, yeah. I went to Sydney. QPAC said, do you want to go and see a musical? And I was like, hell yes, I do, because I've heard a lot about it. It's six for the musical, and it's this. Listen up, let me tell you a story. A story that you think you've heard before. We know you know our names and our fame and our faces. We know all about the glories and the disgraces. So it's coming to QPAC uh, in December, and it is is brilliant. Like I say, go along as well. And you guys would like it because there's no, like, interval. Uh, Do you know when you you like it when it's just, like, jam-packed? Yeah, no (laughs) halftime. What was the last um, play you saw? Don't know. 14. You're watching them bang out of order. 
Am I? Yeah. Well, you saw thir- 14, then you saw six. Oh, I did, yeah. That was part of the festival. No, this, yeah. so what this is, is it's Henry VIII's six wives. And uh-huh. you know when normally you go and see like a, some sort of music, uh, musical or anything, it's based on a true story, yeah. and you always try and see who the performance are. are. Mm. But on the taxi on the way back, yeah. I did myself a history lesson because uh-huh. I was like, it's fascinating. They're all the ones he chopped the heads off. Well, that's it. You guys have to work together, all right? And okay. I'm going to test you guys to all see right. how much you knew in history. I'm yeah. not going to let you work by yourself because he's, you know, he's got connections to England. As he keeps telling yeah. us with his Scottish passport. Okay, yeah. but do you know much about them? Uh, yeah. So who was the first one? Anne Boleyn. No, oh. no. So Catherine of Argonne was the first one, and she was promised to his brother. Right? So she was shipped over, I think it was from um, Spain. Uh-huh. And she had a lot well, of... Amazon has been around for a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> well, she had a lot of money. So like dowry, you know yeah, how they do yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, the family yeah. were like, wait a minute, let's not give up the dowry. Right? So when she got there, she went into jail because he had died. So she was in jail for six years. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a younger brother. Why doesn't she marry him? Uh-huh. So she was a little bit older than Henry VIII, but they wanted yeah. to keep the dowry. So win-win. And they were a very powerful family. So they stayed together. And he apparently liked her for many, many years. He always wanted to have a male because they were the ones that were going to be the heir. So there was no, you know. Wanted a son. And they had only had um, females together. Um, And then he was like, oh, I actually want to divorce you. And she's like, no, you don't because I am married to the church, which is while he started... Church of England. Church of England. No, he divorced her. Uh, mm. So he did um, Church of England and he was married to her for like 25 years. Because before that you weren't allowed to get divorced. No. So he said, I'm making a church where you can can get divorced. The beauty of churches. Just make one to do what you want. Yeah, but it's a real turn of events for her, isn't it? I mean, you know, she's in jail. Didn't she? And number two was? Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn. So Anne Boleyn. You're eventually going to get that right. (laughs) So apparently she was the most famous and it was like a seven-year courtship and it crossed over. Right. So it was a little bit of a crossover. This is very House of Dragons. Oh, it really is. And all the characters that they are playing are based on a pop star. Right. So you look at one of them and, you know, it will be based on like Rihanna or Beyonce and one of them is uh, Adele. So they're sort of modelled on that when they sing their type as well. Interesting. And after, because she was beheaded. Mm. So the next one... Was the love of his life, they always say? Karen. Karen. <laughs> Mary? Jane Seymour. Oh, Jane Seymour. Oh. Have you heard any of this? No. No, not at all. No. no. Did you do any history? Uh, the only thing I know about him is that he was the bloke who beheaded his wives because they wouldn't give him they couldn't give him a son. That's why I, th- I thought they were all beheaded, but they weren't. Some of them were just divorced and some of them just popped off and just go and live in a different castle. Oh, I thought no. he cut all their heads no, off. No, no. So the first one he divorced, which is why he broke up the church, which leads you to the th- second one of like, why did you behead her? But he did. He beheaded her. Jane Seymour died during childbirth uh-huh. and she was the only one to give him a male. Right, so then when right. he died, he took over, but then he passed away when he was like 11 years of age. Uh. So he was king, but only when he was young. Wow. So Jane Seymour apparently was the love of his life and then he died. And then this is like blow your mind it's kind of like tinder mm. the number fourth wife yeah he was like um i i think he just wanted to get some sort of like um wife from all over the country <laughs> so like pokemon wanted to catch them all yeah, like wife idol yeah yeah and then he got people to draw a drawing competition a drawing competition and apparently when he met her <clears> he's <throat> saying that she didn't look like the drawing ah uh, you so, don't match your profile pic yeah mm. <laughs> She won a colouring in competition. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> got to marry him. That just sounds dodgy. Oh it does God. sound a little bit dodgy, doesn't it? 
So, I mean, that's just harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And did he behead her? Uh, no, I think she just popped off and she she just got divorced. Okay. So I don't know why he was beheading so many of them. Um, he and then there, was, there like wasn't as many. Guy. Yeah, there wasn't as many famous ones after that. And Catherine Parr was the last one, um, and she was divorced as well. Uh, she was divorced three times, uh-huh. and then she met him, and she was in love with someone else, but then she had to stay with him to the end. Such a shame it was such a long time ago. This would have been the, the best reality TV show of all time. It's like Married mm. at First Sight, really, yeah. but when with no beheadings. one really dies. Yeah. I mean, that's better. We really should give Megan and Harry a bit of a break, shouldn't we? Because what they're doing in the royal family is They're nothing. like, have you met my ancestor, Henry VIII? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he That's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The war in Ukraine continues to rage over there with um, Russia invading their territories. They also uh, claimed that they did a vote and uh, four territories wanted to go back to Russia. That's been declared as a sham by the rest of the mm. world, but they took him back. Um, and is got Putin a, sick? Is that what the rumour has a, it? There that is a rumour. Right. Yeah, that he is sick. I mean, he's sick in the head, but like, I didn't know mm. he's sick mm. with cancer, they were saying. Mm. Yeah, that's what they, they say. Mm. But like, if he died, yeah. do you reckon it'll stop? Or no, there's next, a guy that I think is his bloke. second in charge, yeah. which is uh, opposably, like, he's really ruthless. It's worse. Yeah. Uh, sometimes better the... Putin, you know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but you've got to hand it to the Ukraine, right? And I don't think a lot of people knew much about the Ukraine before this war started. We certainly didn't know that their Prime Minister was an actor in a show about a comedian who becomes the Prime Minister and then he became the Prime... I mean, that's just brilliant. Mm. I know that and they he's, were he's voted... so good as, as a leader. One of the most attractive nations in the world. Really? Mm. Well, this, that'll help. That will help with their next thing because God love them. There is a threat of nuclear war. Um, Putin's been rattling his sabre a bit in the last few weeks about it, saying he's not taking it off the table, which is always scary. No one wants that. It's long-term ramifications, obviously, and it's Mm. just, it's not good for the entire world when those sort of words get thrown about. So what do you think the Ukrainians have done to combat that? Because, you know, what, what, what do you do? If someone says there's a nuclear bomb coming, you run into a bomb shelter, right? That's what you do. Because it's safe. And you're safe from the radiation and whatnot. That's not what the Ukrainians could do. They've decided, you know what? Ah, there's a nuclear war. We're not going to hide, you know, and then come out and there's going to be mutants everywhere and all the animals will be weird and it'll be strange. I don't want, I don't want that. So there's a hill outside of Kiev and they have uh, started a uh, subscription and it's got over 15,000 people and they're all going to go up to that hill and have an orgy. So when the, the nuclear missile is coming, uh-huh. they're going to just go and have an orgy. Yeah. Do you know what's scary about that? What? Is it's kind of like when you have oh, yeah. that exciting thing on Facebook and everyone says they're going and there's going to be one couple that are there waiting for the rest who said they're going to come and I don't think they will. Oh, I don't know. Um, they're pretty open about it. And yeah. there's, well, uh, even there's... if you're smart, you just tee up with the news station and say, oh, you just announced it's coming and it's imminent. Next thing, orgy's on. You go, psych! Thanks, everyone. It just doesn't remind Now it is coming. We know your trick, mate. <laughs> the boy who cried orgy. So maybe I don't know much about it, but I don't think it's very much an orgy, orgy country, is it? Like, isn't it a bit cold? Ah, uh, you know, I think... Like on the hill, I'm saying, like... <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess, so but in the, in the threat of imminent death. Still, I wouldn't. Would you be like, oh, it's a bit chilly? Wouldn't you be, it's a bit chilly, and telling everyone it's chilly? <laughs> I would be telling See what people, I mean? I'd still be there, but I'd be like, this is cold. <laughs> and we'll go, mm. this is very chilly. How hurtful, <laughs> though, if you turn to someone and say, all right, now let's you and me, mm. and they're about to die from a nuclear weapon, and they still go, oh, no. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, like, no. Well, it is. They're know. taking it very seriously. <laughs> there is actually, you go with um, symbols on your hand that mark out what you're up for as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So different symbols mean you're up for different stuff at the at the event. Um, and, and they're saying, you know, it's it's they're trying to scare us. We're going to show them that we're not going to get scared. And they're trying to um, give us this something terrible, and we're going to flip it and make it into something good. Mm, and that's peace, what love, the, or war, hey? Yeah, yeah, make love, not war, mm. with a lot of different people mm. all at the same time. That's what that saying means, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So if he does decide to pull the trigger, the Ukrainians will... How much warning do they get, though? Oh, you get a fair bit. You get enough warm-up time. You only need two minutes. Well, not <laughs> to get on. to the hill. That's... you got to get to the hill. you got to get undressed. Nah. you got to find the person you're interested to. Come no, you're not so... you. God, you're a party pooper. I'm not. I'm just a bit more like I'm taking the orgy a bit more seriously. Right. <laughs> I, don't want you guys. I don't want you guys to get there and go, oh, it's too cold. I can't, you know. I'll be like, no, I warned you about this. <laughs> I think we'll be fine with the cold. You'll be the one who's disappointed. <laughs> I like the fact that we're all going. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm getting a lot of requests from people now saying, hey, are you playing matchmaking and Uh could I be added to the list? Right. And I was like, no, no, just I'm a one matchmaker at one time. Um, and it started, I just did a post for Hayley, our producer, saying that she was single. And Nick, who we've worked with for many, many time, many, many years. Yeah. And I haven't posted before because he hasn't been single the whole time that we've known him. Right? No, that's true. Yeah. So he is our uh, promotions manager. And I just would like him to admit that he got himself into this. Yeah. Huh? Nick, when we were out on Friday night, you made a joke about posting saying that you were single, right? Yes, Abby, that is true. And I am starting to realise that I think you're making this as big as you can so that I never ask you again. <laughs> yeah, that was still good. No, I just, I didn't get excited. I fall, I think I've fallen in love with the girl that's the other matchmaker. She's really nice. Oh, God, the matchmakers are going to hook up. Tegan and I get along really well. We were just talking about it. And it was kind of funny because we're both promoting our friend. Yeah. So I was giving some like cool facts about Nick. So you posted him online. Yes. And then this girl I, follows you. Well, I actually got a lot of messages. I even got messages from girls, Nick, saying that they've reached out to you and DM'd you in the past and you've never got back to them. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, but I've got... He's not desperate. He's look, you're looking for the one, right, Nick? Yeah. And Abby, to be fair, in the past, I think I wasn't looking to, to clarify. This is probably the one time that, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm Getting on, I'm 31. It's like, all right, I need to kind of sort out what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think she's, honestly, I think she's really nice because I got this message from Tegan saying, yeah. my friend is single. I work with her. She's amazing. And I was like, well, let's swap photos. So it was kind of like one, two, three, you show me yours, I'll show you she mine. mine right. And I was like, she is a gorgeous girl. And she's someone that I think that you would be into. Okay. Right. Based on what? Because you probably know more about her than me at this stage. <laughs> I feel like you guys are talking a lot more, so... Based on what? Why yeah. would Nick? Why would Nick like her? Based on what you know about him and also her. Um, I see. I don't know if this just, is about. Th- just be honest. I thought she was similar to girls that you dated. She's your flavour, Nick. Hello. Yeah, there's not too many girls that I've dated, so I think I can read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like your ex, Nick. Oh, <laughs> 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 like that's a terrible way to form a. I'm just wow. being. Honest. Wow. This was attractive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. 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 Of course. Just swap it out. I didn't. Right. Mean... Yeah. But there's not a big pool of people I've dated, so you, you don't have 
You have a pretty specific idea of what I like. Yeah. Yes. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, if that's true, I thought she looked like your ex, and I thought your ex was very attractive. And Ford drivers don't buy Holdens, you know. Yeah. Once you, you, don't once, swap. You, once you pick a brand, you stick with it. Thanks. So there's nothing wrong with saying that. And I thought I liked her friend, and we got along well. And if she's friends with her, then I thought I don't know. Just don't stuff it up on Sunday, because I believe that's when you're going. Oh, on you're a going date. on a date, Nick. Yes, we do have plans to catch up over the weekend. Okay, wow. Monday's going to be interesting. You, is, this, is this annoying? Have you ever gone on a blind date before? No, no, not like this. Not like... <laughs> do you not know, even yeah. know what she looks like? Has he not seen a photo? Uh, I think we sort of organised the date. No, no, I sent. No, I did send a photo right, right, and right. he said, yeah, she's very attractive. Right. And I sent a photo of Nick and she said likewise. So I was like, well, that's perfect. Right. And I think they both stalked each other's Instagram by the sounds of it. Yeah, okay. Would that be correct? Yes. Not, not at the stage that you were sharing photos, but by now I've had a look, yep. I realise I'm going to have to like work out you guys to wear a certain outfit so you know who's who. Oh, I think we'll work it out. Okay. Wear a red carnation. <laughs> well, how about I will do, I will, I will now leave the situation. I'm not going to be involved anymore. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. I'm going to. Okay, Nick, because I think that's disrespectful. So whatever happens after this, it's up to you whether you like her, whether you don't like her, and likewise for her, I'm going to stay out of it. I think that sounds good because already this feels like it has so much pressure on it. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Our ratings no, depend on this, Nick. No, you're just catching up for a drink. <laughs> no, no. Well, all good. But, um, yeah, I'm just showing up on Sunday looking for someone that looks like my ex and oh, having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to do a pop-up Bris Vegas Chapel and marry you guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. We love you, Nick. And the best part of that is Nick's job will be to organise it for himself. Yep. (laughs) And now the date's tax deductible. (laughs) Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby, and Matt on B105.